The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And it's great to be back on the airwaves. I hope everyone had a fantastic holiday season and you are currently surviving the polar vortex. Obviously, a lot's gone down over the last couple of weeks, and I'll try to put uh, 10 pounds in a 5-pound sack for you. Uh, Once again, bringing you some uh, excellent guests. Uh, I've got uh, Joe Clancy on. Now, don't confuse him with his brother, Sean. We've had Sean on before. And uh, Joe just recently won the Media Eclipse Award for news writing, and he wrote a sensational story about his walkover and witnessing of California Chrome's Preakness Stakes. Really looking forward to uh, to talking to Joe. He's uh, from a well-steeped family, of course. His father, uh, very well known uh, as a horse trainer, the Clancy family involved in the uh, kind of hunter-jumper scene. Uh, guy's just a fantastic uh, uh, journalist, and of course he teams up with his brother and our friend Tom Law uh, doing the uh, Saratoga special. Uh, he also does the Steeplechase Times, uh, editor of the Mid-Atlantic Thoroughbred. I don't know when this guy sleeps, but that's going to be Joe Clancy. And then with us on the handicapping side of things, our friend John McDoolan. John currently stationed out at Sunland Park, but he bets the horses all across the country. Of course, uh, he's currently working with Eck Base. He's been a writer for the racing form. He's worked in racing offices. Uh, he uh, creates uh, tip sheets on track. Not much John hasn't done, I can tell you that. And uh, we're going to be going to Gulfstream Park, not one, not two, but three stakes races. Uh, the 7th at Gulfstream, this will be on Saturday, is the Grade 3 Hales Hope. Uh, then the 8th race is the Grade 3 Marshawas River on the grass, and also on the grass, the Grade 2 Fort Lauderdale. So those are the races we're going to be looking at with John. And if you're looking for another fun way to get some action, don't forget our friends at 123 Racing. The 123 Racing Pick 6, it's America's newest handicapping contest style Pick 6 wager. 123 Racing is not like any other Pick 6. It's a $2 Pick 6 with a twist. Win America's most exciting wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the pool. All you need to do to play at 123bet.com, winners are guaranteed. So that's an easy one if you haven't already gone there. They're guaranteeing $100,000 in payouts. Again, the 123 Racing Pick 6, you play it at 123bet.com. 
Bet.com, 123bet.com. And over the holidays, I hope you uh, pulled down some of our easy win forms uh, at the Winning Pony site, uh, just some recent uh, solid ones uh, from the week. Uh, we, we, we let the year out and brought the year in with some winners on New Year's Eve. Uh, had a $1 super at Tampa Bay that paid 2400 Also on New Year's Eve, up in Chicago at Hawthorne, had a $0.20 cent pick six that returned 2600 And then we welcomed in the new year with a $0.50 cent pick five at Gulfstream that paid over $3,500. And started this week off on Monday with two of them, Turf Paradise, a $0.50 cent pick five that paid 3500 Also at Turf Paradise on Monday, 2200 on a $1 super. So get your easy win forms from Winning Ponies. Okay, we've got a lot of end-of-the-year things and beginning-of-the-year things to uh, to bring to you. The Eclipse finalists have been announced, and we'll be talking to John McDoolin about them, too, because John does get to vote on the Eclipse Awards. And uh, here, are, here are the finalists in each category. Uh, Horse of the Year, drum roll, please. Bayern, now these are in Alphabetical order, not necessarily my favorite. Bayern, California Chrome, and Main Sequence, all deserving. Again, they had to break these down to just three finalists in each category. Two-year-olds, you're looking at American Pharaoh, Hootenanny, and Breeders' Cup winner, Texas Red. Phillies, it's Condo Commando, Lady Eli, and Take Charge Brandy, who added to her resume late in the season. Three-year-old male, no surprise here, Bayern, California Chrome, and Shared Belief. Three-year-old Philly, Stop Charging Maria, Sweet Reason, and Untappable. Older male, Main Sequence, The Grass Lover, Palace Malice will be back at the races this year, and also uh, hopefully back at the races will be Wise Dan. Older female, Close Hatches, Day at the Spa, and The $1,000 Wonder, Don't Tell Sophia. Turf male, Kara Kantai, Main Sequence, and Wise Dan. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, As for the girls, it's Crown Queen, Day at the Spa, and A Kitten's Joy, Stephanie's Kitten. The uh, Sprinter, Golden Sense, Private Zone, Work All Week. Female, Artemis Arcatero, Judy the Beauty, uh, West Ward's Horse, and Sweet Reason. And if you follow the steeplechase people like the Clancy's do, Demonstrative, Divine Fortune, and Makari. As far as the national breeders, it's uh, between Adina Springs, Ken and Sarah Ramsey, and Winchell Thoroughbreds, who are lucky enough to have the sire tap it as uh, part of their ownership, so they get a lot of nice runners from him. As far as owners, Kaleem Shah, Midwest Thoroughbreds, and the Ramseys again. Trainer. Tough one, Bob Baffert, Chad Brown, and Todd Pletcher. I would like to see Art Sherman in there myself. And uh, Jockey, Javier Castellano, Joel Rosario, and Johnny V. Apprentice Jockey, Angel Cruz, Taylor Rice, and Drayden Van Dyke. Now, in addition to that, there's going to be uh, special awards. Tom Durkin's going to receive the Eclipse Award of Merit. And our friends at Old Friends Farm, they'll be recognized with a special Eclipse Award. And uh, Jose Arias will receive the Eclipse Award as Handicapper of the Year. So uh, that rounds out a lot of it. And um, let's take a look at the year-end leaders. For the second straight year, Todd Pletcher, Javier Castellano, and Ken and Sarah Ramsey were North America's top trainer, jockey, and owners. Uh, so uh, 
Congratulations to them. As far as uh, end of the year standings in different divisions, as far as people that uh, that sold horses, the leading consigner was Taylor Made with fourteen graded stakes horses. Then you've got the the uh, leading breeder was Darley eleven. Uh, the owner of stakes winners is Jerry Hollendorfer, but he splits that up with some different uh, partners. And the uh, graded stakes winner by Sire, it was Giants Causeway edging out Tappet in the numbers division, not in the earnings division. Uh, the leading trainer was Todd Pletcher with 30 different winners, 40 graded stakes wins. Unbelievable. As far as the sale, Keeneland dominated uh, the sales stakes winners and graded stakes winners. And uh, as far as horses, the leader was untappable. The lady uh, noses out California Chrome, and there were about eight of them tied at four graded stakes underneath there. And the top jack, it went down to a double tie. It, for first, it was Javier Castellano and John Velasquez, both tied at 30. And Joel Rosario and Mike Smith uh, tied, I guess you would say, for third and fourth uh, it, with only 29, just one behind Javier and Johnny V. Well, we talked a little bit last week, or last week, gosh, it's been three weeks, uh, about the Vox Populi Award, and that went to California Chrome. Of course, this award was created by Secretariat's owner, Penny Shenery, for the voice of the people. You got to vote on this award, and California Chrome brought it back. So uh, the uh, the connections were very, very grateful. And basically, I think he got the vote because everybody loves a Cinderella story, and certainly California Chrome's was no exception. Uh, the other horses uh, that he they say won Pretty solidly over were Ben's Cat, Game on Dude, Shared Belief, Untappable, and Wise Dan. Here was some breaking news, and uh, one that uh, was greatly debated as it came down to the wire. And we're going to have this gentleman on Winning Ponies next week. And that's Travis Stone has been named Churchill Downs track announcer. Now, I've met Travis before, great guy. Uh, right now, he's calling at Monmouth Park. Uh, he was backup announcer at Naira, and it looks like he's going to join the world-famous Kentucky Derby team. Again, only 30 years old. Travis Stone gets it. I know he considers a real honor. We're going to get a chance to, uh, to talk to him uh, next week. He's a fellow upstate New Yorker. He's from uh, Shroon Lake, New York. Of course, like so many of us, started out uh, at Saratoga admiring Tom Durkin and Dave Johnson. So we'll get uh, Travis's uh, story uh, next week. I'm looking forward to it now. You think about the fraternity that he's now in, because there hasn't been that many. Churchill Downs, track announcers, Gene Smith from 40 to 60, Chick Anderson from the early 60s to the mid-70s, and then Mike Battaglia from 78 to 96, Kurt Becker, just a two-year stint, and my good friend Luke Kreitbosch, miss you, Luke, from 1999 to 2008. Englishman Mark Johnson called for four years, and Larry Kalmus, whom Travis will replace, 2014. Well, we've been blessed with a lot of good guests here on Winning Ponies over the years, and uh, several of them are going to be bringing home some trophies at the Eclipse Award. My friend uh, Barbara Livingston pulled down 
her record third eclipse for photography. Just a fantastic shot of Tapature winning in uh, winning or working out in a storm at. Churchill Downs. Uh, if you uh, go to the NTRA, I'm sure you'll be able to pull it down. Just a sensational shot. She had to be getting soaked herself. Uh, it was a severe storm. Uh, she somehow was able to focus on the horse the way the light uh, was hitting the raindrops. Just fantastic. So uh, congratulations to Barbara Livingston. Also, congratulations to a handicapper we've had on a lot that's one hell of a writer, too. His name is Frank Angst. And the Eclipse Award for Multimedia Presentation on the Elusive Triple Crown, it was called Waiting and Waiting for Crowning Glory. So uh, my good friend Frank Anks pulls that down. Of course, uh, Frank spreading the love around because it was a team effort. Also involved in there was uh, Claire Novak and Ann Eberhardt, the visual director uh, there at, at the Blood Horse, uh, and Eric Mitchell, all three of those have been guests on Winning Ponies. NBC Sports, of course, uh, they had the uh, eye of the world. They ended up with two Eclipse. Now, if you're uh, looking for something fresh and new, tomorrow Oaklawn Park will open up their doors for their racing. And uh, Full Fields, love to see that. And they say that it's going to be an outstanding meet. Now, uh, if you want to bet Oaklawn, uh, the... Uh, the, the post time will be 12.30 on Fridays and Saturdays and a little bit later on Sundays. They need to take advantage of that additional daylight. So uh, Oaklawn Park, great place to go if you've never been there. Uh, Jockey's Guild Jockey of the Week, Louis Sayez. He won uh, the Old Hat Stakes and uh, just having a fantastic year. And uh, in addition uh, to the Old Hat, he also won the Spectacular Bid on Saturday, riding Barbados. And uh, congratulations to uh, Jackie Alex Solis over the holidays. He became the 29th North American jockey to win 5,000 races. Well, uh, in the uh, breeding business, Quality Road, Edge Super Saver in the Freshman Sire Race, and uh, other breeding leaders, uh, Tappet was the runaway winner of the general sire list, and uh, he beat Giants Causeway. He, his runners earned 16000 while Giants Causeway's earned twelve. Of course, the late Stormcat was Broodmare Sire of the Year. Giants Causeway was the leading sire of two-year-olds, and uh, Pioneer of the uh, Nile led the second crop earnings, while Curlin led the third. And really quick, I know we're going to break, but I uh, want to give uh, a shout-out to the family of uh, trainer Ronnie Warren, who I've knew over the years. He passed away at the age of 79. Quite an interesting character. Well, I guess you have to be to run a trading post on an Indian reservation. But in addition to that, uh, I mean, he won uh, – Races uh, all over the place, was known for some of his upset wins. He won titles at Churchill Downs, Fairgrounds, Oaklawn Park, and Keeneland. Well, again, it was hard putting uh, 10 pounds in a 5-pound bag. Hopefully you tuned in to some of the uh, top race results like Shared Belief, uh, Sprinting to the Malibu Triumph. But that's about all I can do in the first 15 minutes, and I'm really looking forward to talking to our next guest, Joe Clancy. You're listening to Winning Ponies. is 
a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the 123 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 123 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, when I was a young man, I used to spend uh, the summers in Albany and shoot up to Saratoga, and uh, I was staying with uh, my aunts down there, and their famous uh, and favorite album that we would play over and over was Tommy Makem and the Clancy Brothers. Well, I'm rounding out my team of Clancy Brothers. We've had Sean on before. And today I get to have Joe Clancy on, who just won the Media Eclipse Award uh, for, for news writing. Uh, and great story, and you can access it easily uh, on, on the Internet. Uh, Horses of a Lifetime, it was a news account of Preakness Stakes, California Chrome's uh, a race and walkover, very personal. Uh, Joe was obviously right there. He was there with Art Sherman. He was there with Art's brother and the groom and everybody else. And uh, the story really takes you into the Preakness Stakes. Uh, this is a guy that's got a fantastic resume, a journalism career from the University of, of, of Delaware. I'm not sure when he, he sleeps because uh, he's, a, he's involved on different levels with the Saratoga Special, the Steeplechase Times, uh, the Mid-Atlantic Thoroughbred, Daily Racing Form, the Irish Field. Uh, unbelievable. And, of course, uh, he was the, the writer, editor, and publisher of ST Publishing. Of course, uh, in addition to his brother, we've had Tom Law on the show before. And I, I guess uh, Joe was kind of a slacker because uh, his brother, Sean, won the Eclipse in 2009. Tom Law won the Eclipse Award in 2011. And now we have Joe Clancy winning the 2014 Eclipse Award for writing. Joe, welcome to Winning Ponies. 
Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, it's great to be here. And the Eclipse thing is uh, you couldn't ask for a better honor. It's pretty neat. Really. It's been a great uh, – I've known for a couple of days, but since the announcement, uh, I've just been answering uh, congratulations messages and texts and emails and calls. And, uh, it's fantastic. A lot of fun. Well, I, I'm sure at some point you're going to pull out a racing manual and, and at the awards banquet you're going to see uh, the people that you now stand alongside. Uh, it's, it's a very storied group of uh, outstanding uh, wordsmiths, and, and you're now there. Well, before we, get, we uh, move ahead to, uh, to, to your eclipse and, and to the story that I want to tell everybody about, uh, let's rewind a little bit. Uh, the, the Clancy family has been entrenched in racing on, on many different levels. I know your dad was an integral part of, of your involvement. What was it like growing up Clancy? <laughs> yeah, we grew up, uh, well, we didn't spend 24 hours a day in the barn, but it probably felt like it. Uh, we had, my dad trained steeplechase horses and flat horses in the mid-Atlantic, and we, um, we had horses at Delaware Park. We had horses on a couple different farms in Pennsylvania and Delaware, and then sort of had stalls in Maryland as well. And it was kind of a mixed group. We had some jumpers and some flat horses, but uh, we were very, uh, we were hands-on. It was the only summer job I had in high school and college was working in the barn, so uh, it was a great, great way to grow up. I uh, learned a lot, got exposed to a lot, and you know, obviously, you got to be uh, right there with the horses while you were trying to win races and make decisions, and you know, live it basically. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems like as you and your brother developed this horseman, he leaned a little bit more towards the saddle, and you leaned a little bit more towards the training side of it. Yeah, definitely. I, I was uh, tall early on, so and I'm already I'm six one, six two. He's five eight or nine. So uh, him being a steeplechase jockey and an exercise rider sort of fit his uh, body type better than mine. I certainly rode my share of horses in the morning, galloping horses and things like that, but it was never anything I knew was I knew it wasn't gonna last very long. So yeah, I spent probably more time on the ground than I did uh, on a horse. Now, um, growing up, were you reading some of the other great writers? What was it that pushed you into wanting to become a journalist? Well, I guess if the horse side came from dad, the uh, journalism side came from mom. Her father, my grandfather, was a hunting and fishing columnist for the Wilmington News Journal in Delaware. So we were always sort of exposed to, hey, you could do this for a living, I guess. I don't really know why uh, it kind of went that way, but uh, I went to University of Delaware at uh, took the journalism classes and covered covered the sports teams there and uh, covered a little bit of everything there. And um, uh, eventually, merging the two wasn't really the plan. I had a couple jobs with some other daily newspapers, uh, the small papers and things right out of college and covered high school sports and college sports and anything else you could come up with. And uh, it just sort of uh, evolved a little bit. Where obviously, you, we had the background in racing, and once I kind of learned the writing side of it, a couple opportunities opened up to freelance some things, different places. Um, I, I understand that there was one paper you, you worked for, and I'm, I'm going to say it was the Cecil Wig, that quite a few guys that uh, once penned for that place turned out to be pretty good uh, writers themselves. Yeah, I don't really know how. There's a handful of people who uh, who ended up at Thurber Times, and uh, I was there, and yeah, it's a little daily newspaper in uh, Elkton, Maryland, you know, and it's a logical stop for University of Delaware graduate because it's just over the line from Newark where University of Delaware is. And um, it, uh, the paper's probably, well, I know we celebrated the 150th anniversary when I was there, and that was in the early 1990s. So uh, it's still ticking along, and it's got an incredibly long history. And, 
uh, we had a small staff and we covered a, there were a lot of late nights there putting out a five day a week daily paper covering high school sports and anything else that came, came along. Plenty of, plenty of basketball games and football games I was at, uh, during that time frame. Well, since then, you've evolved as the editor and publisher and owner of ST Publishing, uh, the parent company of a fantastic uh, website that I've recommended to our listeners. This is horseracing.com is your Internet site. Uh, you believe you've been the uh, editor of the Mid-Atlantic Thoroughbred, which I think is a fantastic and beautiful publication. How do you juggle all these balls, Joe? Uh, it gets a little gets a little hectic sometimes, but it all sort of evolved. The first thing we started was Steeplechase Time, which was a newspaper that covered steeplechase racing, and then uh, we sort of did that around other jobs we had at the time, and then uh, merged into the Saratoga Special and uh, the website and Mid Atlantic. We always wrote uh, sort of freelance for them. Sean and I both did for years. They they came to us a couple of years ago, and um, the editor Lucy Acton, who was the editor who edited our stuff, she uh, sadly passed away, and um, they needed some help, and we stepped in and helped for a while, and then it just kind of again, sort of, you just do it long enough, and it evolves some more, and we no longer do the Steeplechase Times newspaper, but we merged that coverage into Mid Atlantic Thoroughbred, and um, so we're editors of that, and it's the um, it's a it's what it says, it's a print magazine monthly which you don't see that many of today no but, uh it, you know you try it gives you enough room to write them write the fun stories like we do like the you know the horse the race the story that won the eclipse award was you know it's a pretty long lengthy piece but uh you hope stories like that and some of the other ones we do let people in to what it's like to be with the horses uh to try to win a race like the pregnant and as you say that you really did have the door open for you um, in, in Horse of a Lifetime, again, I uh, implore our listeners to, to pull it down and read it. I, I know I did twice. Um, you're actually, you couldn't be much closer to the story that afternoon. It started with Art and then ended up with his son, correct? Yeah, my, uh, I'd like to joke that uh, if some other horse won the race, I'm not, I certainly wouldn't want him an eclipse, and I certainly I wouldn't probably wouldn't have had any story the way it turned out, but... Uh, uh, that's just the way it goes, and uh, I had been down there because it's close enough to me, and I had been down there during the week and had met both Art and Alan and, you know, kind of talked to them a little bit then and where, when it was a little quieter before all the hoopla started. And then on Preakness Day for the walkover, I kind of just uh, was back at the barn, and Art was walking along, and California Chrome got, got a good ways of, you know, probably 20, 30 yards in front of Art on the horse path, so they... NBC had to do a quick interview with Art with the camera, and Kenny Rice was there, and I was off to the side. And then they ran ahead to get the camera on California Chrome, and then it was just Art and myself walking up to the track, which was amazing as the, the Baltimore crowd was chanting his name and high-fiving him and telling him good luck. And, you know, he was soaking it all in. You could tell how much it meant to, to him. And he was very open and just conversational about it, which was neat. It really made the story, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, he has been so gracious uh, to the media, and he is just so genuine. You, you did a great story in kind of uh, going back uh, to his youth, to his growing up. Let's face it, if somebody doesn't make a movie about this guy and this horse, they're missing the boat. I mean, can you imagine riding on a rail with the winner of the Kentucky Derby swaps that you galloped in the morning? I mean, it's unbelievable. It sounds like a Mickey Rooney movie. 
Uh, yeah, definitely. No, and and he he would have been a character that fit that for sure. Uh, the, talking to him, and you could tell you could tell how much it meant, which I think was great. You know, and 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 he, a lot was sort of made about the horse being an underdog or by this stallion lucky pulpit that nobody heard of and owned by these guys who were it was their first horse and that kind of thing. But I think Art is a very good horseman. He knew how good his horse was. He was confident without being overly confident, and uh, it was it was a special time as a rider to sort of ride along there for a little while. Now, uh, as you round out the story, you're actually right there on the rail with with uh, different connections uh, from Art Sherman's barn. What, was, was that by design, or did you just find yourself there? That that was a little bit of an accident, really. I was they saddled the horses in the infield for the Preakness and, or out on the turf course, and um, a lot of times the Derby winner will go inside to the paddock. They kind of have the option, but uh, California Chrome was hacked up on the turf course, and then they all the people who were out there then get sort of squared across the track back onto the, the back on the proper side of the track because they don't want people out on the turf course while the race is going on. And uh, they took Art and the owners up up a level to the sort of where the boxes were and and the all of a sudden there was just this sort of spot where the rail they closed the gate behind us and they closed off the gate in front of us and, uh we just turned around and watched the race and then i look over and realize it was standing right behind alan sherman and the security guard who had been with the horse all week and the groom and they couldn't have asked for a better spot i kept looking around waiting for somebody to you know tap me on the shoulder and say you can't be here but uh, nobody <laughs> did and <laughs> it was a great place to be as the horse won the race for sure well, Joe Clancy, it sure was a great place to be, and you did an outstanding job uh, de- describing the moment and, and the feel. And, and once again, I, I uh, ask uh, our listeners to, to go to Horses of a Lifetime. It did appear in, in your Mid-Atlantic Thoroughbred, uh, but it's online. You can pull it down. It's a great story. You put us right there with everybody involved in the California Chrome Camp, and all I can say is you're definitely deserving of the Eclipse Award that you're going to be uh, picking up here soon. And it's just been a pleasure talking with you, Joe. Thank you very much. Now it's fun. All right. Well, uh, Joe Clancy, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that he's part of that team uh, with his brother, Sean, and Tom Law, that uh, for those of you that like the Internet, this is horseracing.com. I can't recommend it enough. So uh, thanks again for Joe Clancy for being with us on Winning Ponies. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to handicapper extraordinaire John McDoolin. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing... 
The one, two, three racing pick six. America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love one, two, three racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at one, two, three bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. And if you listen to Winning Ponies on a regular basis, here's a gentleman that is no stranger, and it is John McDoolin, works for Equibase, has been writer for the Daily Racing Forum. He's worked on the backstretch in racing offices. He's published tip sheets, pretty much you name it, in racing outside a jockey agent, and John's done it. So with us right now, I believe from a place that I'd like to be rather than in this polar vortex, Sunland Park. John, how you doing? I am very warm and cozy, John. It's just yeah. absolutely wonderful out here. I'm worried about pipes popping here tonight. Yeah, I, I, we don't have that problem here at all. It, the great, uh, what I really like about it, uh, today it was a little cooler. This morning when I woke up, it was like 31 or something, but then it warmed up, I think it was like 54. But um, And I know there it was like negative six thousand or something but um <laughs> but it's it's sunny here every day i mean it's so nice to wake up and see sunshine coming through your window like i think i've been here since uh december 2nd and i think there's been two days where it's been cloudy so and that, that just is really nice well john i i know that because of the position uh that that uh, you've been in in racing uh you are one of the blessed uh people that get to actually uh, give their input to the uh, Eclipse Awards, and uh, so I, let, let me let me just hit a couple categories. I can't hit them all, or this would have to be a two-hour show. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's start off with with, with the youngsters. Um, two-year-old male. It's a shame that American Pharaoh uh, didn't make it to the Breeders' Cup, but uh, two horses that were impressive uh, throughout their their campaign. Root Nanny and the Breeders' Cup upsetter Texas Red. Uh, what's your read on that group? I, I agree, and I went ahead and went with Texas Red. Um, you know, although he was fourteen to one, he did win the Breeders' Cup, and that that seems lately that that's a big. I mean, that that's it's not all. You know, ninety five percent of the horses that win their division seem like or win the the Breeders' Cup then then go on to win the division, but. Um, I think you're right about American Pharaoh, but that's funny that you mentioned that. Those those are the three horses, the three finalists are the three I voted for, and I think uh, Texas Red was the horse that I actually uh, voted for as as the two year old. Um, it was a good bunch, I think, this year. And, and once again, you've got the ones that you know the the, the undefeated ones. Dortmund is one of them. Bob Beck. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Um, you know, El Kabir, if that's that. how you pronounce it in New York, the one the Jerome. Yeah, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, no, no, that's the one. He didn't get started until late in the year. Um, he broke his maiden at Santa Anita, November second, and then he ended up winning the uh, uh, Los uh, Alamitos Futurity. Um, he was three for three, won like three hundred fifty-nine thousand. But um, didn't yeah, get what I mean is he was part of this crop, and it's going to be an interesting three-year-old season. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, he was the son of Big Brown, so that's and, and I always you know Big Brown was one of my favorites. So, um, but there were just so many um, competitive edge. Was another horse that that won the hopeful and only ran two two races for um, Todd Fletcher. There were just a bunch of them that made it uh, it tough um, to decide. Fletcher had another one, uh, Blofeld. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Um, was three for three. Won the Futurity at Belmont and the Nashua at Aqueduct and. No, it just it's it's tough. This division to me is one of the toughest of all because you got to kind of try to figure out who did what and who could have done what, and it just you know it makes it tough. Yeah, and and, and who's who's gonna who's gonna blossom? Well, let's go to probably uh, the biggest story of the year and the story that very well could present us with the horse of the year, and that's three-year-old mare and uh, male. You can make a case yeah. for every one of them, Bayern. California Chrome shared belief who added to his resume late in the season. Yeah, I I agree, and that, it's a that's another one. I mean that that you know not only their three year old Colts and Geldings, but then then you know those a couple of those are you know Hort Bayern and, and California Chrome um, horse of the year is just uh, it, it's just uh, every category this year just seems to me to uh, to, to have been pretty tough. Um, Bayern, you know it. it Won the uh, Breeder Cup Classic, the the uh, Pennsylvania Derby. I mean, six of ten awesome. this year, over four million. I mean, it's uh, that that's who my pick was. California Chrome, you know, he had a heck of a year, and then coming back and winning like he did on the grass of the Hollywood Derby, you can't slight him. Nine out of sixteen wins, four point two million. Be nice going any of these horses, wouldn't it? Yeah, you're not kidding. And again, I'm a big shared belief fan. I think Hollendorfer campaigned that horse right when he did when he felt he wasn't 100. Uh, percent The horse is a gelding. He didn't push the button to get him to the Derby, but boy, he sure finished up strong. He sure did. He won nine out of eight, or eight out of nine for two million. His only loss was in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and so uh, you know it, it's tough. It's it, it's once again another great bunch of horses. It's it's it, that's one thing about the. Uh, the, the Eclipse Awards, you can't just, you know, just go through and, and check, 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 check. I mean, it, it takes a lot of studying to try to figure out, you know, who's worthy of that uh, of the uh, award. Well, let me give you another contentious division, in my opinion, and that's older male. You've got Main Sequence, who uh, just cleared the board this year, uh, you know, ran the table. Palace Malice, impressive, glad he's coming back next year. And Wise Dan, who is almost uh, just an, an amazing story in his ability to come back successfully uh, against top competition. So you got main sequence, Palace Malice, Wise Dan, the older male. What do you think? Uh, I went um, with uh, main sequence just because, like you said, he, he you know he, he ran the table. Um, Four for four, one two point six million. They were all on the turf, um, but you know you, you can't help where you run on. 
Um, he, he's just a heck of a horse. Wise Dan is, uh, you know, obviously that horse is unbelievable. He also won four four, but um, you know, I just with the grade, he, actually he won three grade ones. Um, it, it was tough to decide between the two of them. I mean, it just, you know, it's um, Palace Palace won. Uh, he only won one grade one, only one grade one, four five, um, one point two million. Um, and his his uh, buyer figures were just unbelievable. A couple one fourteens in a row, and then a one twelve. I mean, that's uh, that's doing something. Well, I'd like to go down many other divisions, but time won't allow me to do that. So, drum roll, please. Horse of the year. The three nominees are Bayern, California Chrome, and Main Sequence. And I went with. Let me. I gotta check and see who I went with. The envelope, uh, no, I, John. I, I, went, I went with Baron. Um, you, you know, it's just like you said. I mean, they're just three great uh, horses. They, you know, three-year-old males, and the three of them were uh, the horse of the year candidates. And so, um, you know, if uh, if I picked Baron for three-year-old male, I had to pick him for horse of the year. So, um, and and I think he'll get it. I don't know. It, it it's tough. You know. You can make a case for any of them, obviously. A- absolutely. You know, it- it's going to be a tough call for, for the turf riders. And um, whoever they pick amongst those three, I won't have a problem with it. I, I respect right. what every single one of them did um, a- a- and their connections, uh, top connections all the way around. Of course, the Cinderella story, California Chrome, uh, Grand Motion, what a job he did with Main Sequence. So it, it, it'll be very, very interesting. Well, what people are always interested in, John, is your picks uh, with your experience. So I'll tell you what, uh, since the Fort Lauderdale's got a lot of meat to it, and I'm coming up against a uh, coming up against a break here, let's go to one of the races at Gulfstream Park with one of the shorter fields, and that would be the Hales Hope. And... Uh, Quite frankly, to me, when I, when I look at this race, uh, sure, it's a wide-open one. There's some interesting angles. I know Slim Shady's uh, connections will be praying for rain. That seems to be the time that he runs best on a main track. Uh, he's primarily a turf horse. But Leah and Bill Mott, I know Leah's been away from the races uh, for 11 months. This horse won the Hell's Hope last year. Bill Mott does not give horses races when a horse is ready he runs them to win. This horse has a great training pattern. So I, 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 I think Lee's the one to beat in the Hells Hope. Tell me if you've got a different opinion. You know, I, I hate picking, picking favorites, but you're exactly right. Um, you know, the, the horse is two for two at the distance, two for two at Gulfstream. I love horses that have been, you know, that run longer and then they, they turn them back. Um, like you said, he won the Hells Hope last year. And, uh, Joe Rosario gets back on. I think he's like 24% with Mott. Um, the horse has been working great. Um, yeah, there's nothing you can, there's no way you can fall at 12 for six lifetime. You know, I love the horse. I, I think, and I think he ran a 114 in the Dawn. Um, Valid, who's the three horse in there. Uh, Marcus Vitale trains him. He's uh, been first Gee. and second in five outings at Gulfstream. Yeah. Um, I, I think you box those two in exact, and, and you know it only might take five bucks, but you know if you've got it a lot of times, you're going to do okay. I, I agree, and, and again, you know, you look at you know horses for course. Valid loves Gulfstream. Lee's never been beat. 
Two starts, two wins, one of those, the grade one Don Handicap, a very, very uh, prestigious race. And, and again, you know, Slim Shady's a, a nice horse, but uh, what he's doing back on the main track, like, I, I don't know what the weather report is, but it seems to me that you know, the times that he's been on the main track, it's been a, it's been a sloppy track. Uh, his last one uh was surprisingly in a claimer, but it came up sloppy. Was supposed to be on the turf at Aqueduct, got taken off, and uh, like I said, he'll, he'll be praying for rain. But uh, I, I agree with you. I like Ballad. Uh, if anybody believes in the buyer figures, uh, you, you've got to admit this is one fast horse. Uh, of his last, I believe, seven races, six of them have been 100 plus buyer figures. Right, and, and he's running against pretty good company, too. I mean, he's grade twos, grade threes at Monmouth. Um, you know, he didn't fare so well in the Pimlico Special, but you can't win them all. Um, you know, like I said, he's he's three of six at the distance. I, You know, I just, between the two of them, I, I think it's going to be tough to split them at the wire, and I think the safe thing to do is just box the two of them, and, and I, I don't see how in the heck you can, you know, you can't lose money. Well, unless it pays less than $4, I guess you can, but... Uh, I don't think that'll happen. There, there's some pretty talented Golden Land. Todd Fletcher's horse um, hasn't hasn't been out since uh, the Pimlico Special, but you know he always sends them ready. Um, Velasquez gets on for him. They're winning like thirty percent at Gulfstream so far. Um, yeah, and prayer for one, prayer for relief is uh, just a couple thousand short of two million dollars. He's no slouch either. He's been around for a while, but uh, yeah, there's other competition in there. But I, I totally agree with you, and I've won money off you all summer uh, taking your tips, John. So I'm going to box them up, Lee and Valid in the Hell's Hope. But what we're going to do now is take a little bit of a break. When we come back, I really want to get my teeth into the Fort Lauderdale. Very interesting group. There is a horse that I kind of floated to the top for me. I'll let you know who they are, but we got to pay some bills. So what do you say we take a little bit of a break? We're with John McDoolan, and you're listening to Winning Ponies. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 from high school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports and they're off what can't make it to the track you can still get all the action with winningponies.com the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the 123 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 123 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and back with me, professional handicapper John McDoolan. That's uh, worked just about every job one can work at a racetrack. But uh, his forte, and I've known him personally over the years, is at picking the ponies. And he's not afraid to to travel from track to track, uh, not only physically, but as a handicapper. So uh, the race we're going to look at next is a very challenging one. And it is the Fort Lauderdale. Now, this is the, going to be the best race down at Gulfstream over the weekend. Uh, it's a grade two, mile and a 16th on the turf. And this has brought together a very, very interesting field. And, John, uh, I'll, just, I'll just set the stage, and then you, you jump in and tell me where I'm wrong. Um, I had a hard time separating four horses in here, and I probably should be five. The one that I'm giving a little bit of a push to, and I'll probably say this name wrong, is Mishawish, who's a Todd Fletcher trainee that ran okay. against uh, some fabulous, it's a Kentucky bred, but it was ran against some fabulous horses in, in, in France and in Dubai and comes into the race uh, uh, with four wins but earnings of 761000 This horse really seems to enjoy being back in the States. It's the son of Mag- Magdalia Dioro, and uh, the horse uh, has been brought along and really seems to be peaking. Only ran one time at Gulfstream. It was in the El Prado Stakes after a l- decent layoff and uh, it just blew away the field. Several of those horses are, are in here. Um, Javier Castellano is going to get the call. He was aboard that day. But I think horses that you have to consider threats to him or horses that I'm going to put underneath in my tries are How Great, who's a great horse for course, uh, six starts at Gulfstream, three wins, 176000 uh, loves the grass, has made uh, probably 90% of its money on the grass. Then you've got Za Approval, a horse that's uh, uh, won $1.2 million during its life, and almost every penny of that on the grass. Loves Gulfstream's turf. Six starts, three wins, two seconds. And uh, maybe perhaps a little bit of a mystery horse is a Mouton, a French-bred horse out of the Karen McLaughlin barn. It's only raced in North America once, uh, but it was an impressive winner and an optional claimer at Aqueduct. The horse has been training lights out at Palm Meadows. Um, these, these are the horses that rise to the top to me. Um, who do you like, and did I miss anybody? Only one other horse that, and I was going to use because I think it'll be a pretty good price. Is, is the two horse locked? Um, he's four or five at Gulfstream. Yeah, three or five at the distance. Um, he hasn't been out in a while, um, and, he, and he hasn't done that. Great. I mean, his buyers have been in the nineties, but he's been working well again. Um, he absolutely loves the Gulfstream trip. Um, he uh, won the Gulfstream Park Turf Handicap last year. Won a mile and eighth. Um, or not last year, early this this uh, winter, um, back in February of this year, 
Um, and, and I think that horse can jump up and, and hit the board. I'm not going to say he's going to win the race, but, you know, I think he's got a good shot of, of, of being in the trifecta. Um, Zia, Zia and I agree with you with uh, the horse of Pletcher's. The only thing is, um, you know, he, he did great overseas, but, you know, he, he did lose two out of the four that, he, that he's run here. One of them was on a yielding track, which, you know, usually that the uh, Europeans don't mind that. I mean, he had, and, and his, his uh, time form ratings over there, um, back at, at, um, at Maydan, um, you know, 119 in the uh, grade two, one by two and a half. Um, there's a Beal mile. Um, but, you know, like, like you said, he's been working like crazy. I mean, it's, he's got like a couple of bullet works and one three of uh, seven. Uh, work or three of seventeen. I'm sorry, but the approval. I mean, that horse ran second last year. Got beat to, to wise Dan by three quarters of a length. So, and and he's been working great. Although I, I looked back and I thought, wow, he's been working great for Mark Cassie, who takes over for Chris Clement. But um, you know, if you look back, he had a one of eighty four when he was still under Chris Clement's uh, care. So obviously, the horse. You know, he's a good workhorse too. So, um, you know, if he's on top. It, it's really a tough race because, I mean, you know, he's a heck of a horse. He's 5-2 to two on the morning line, and like you said, you can make a case for, for three or four, maybe even five horses in this race. So I think it's going to be a good betting race. Um, and, and this is one of those races where I think you, you kind of got to wait until the race and uh, and look at the uh, tote board and, and, and kind of go from there and, and pick and decide where your best uh, – best, um, uh, shot's going to be to make some money. There was another horse in here that, that kind of intrigued me a lot, and it's the sixth Mosler. Um, they paid one point, or, uh, just over a million for him. Uh, Bill Mott trains him, and like you said, he didn't just send him out for one. First time on the grass, um, but he, he's super bred for the grass. Warfront out of the arch mare. Um, I think his, uh, his Tomlinson at the distance, like a 412 or something. He's won three out of six. And, and there's not a ton of speed in there. And, and the only thing I'm thinking, you know, the horse has got a shot of maybe getting to the lead and hanging on for a part of it. I don't, I'd like, I, you know, I don't think you can go to in the grade two. And well, I mean, you can, it's, it's happened before, but I don't think in this race, he's got a shot of, of winning the race wire to wire. But um, I think he's got a shot of holding on for, for maybe a second or third, you know, so, so that makes like maybe six out of the, you know, 13 or 12, 13 horses. <laughs> like you said, it, it, it's, it's going to be a, a great betting race. I have, have no doubt about that. Well, we're uh, coming down to about the uh, two-minute to post mark, so let's make sure for those that are playing pick threes and pick fours, uh, we get the uh, Marshwas River in. This one, again, at, at mile and a 16th uh, on the weeds, and the horse that I think just jumps off the paper to me is Paranda has a huge class edge. I, I mean, this horse I mean, in the last two races, John, got beat by Day at the Spa and Emollient. Right. And she, you know, she's no slouch herself. She's won 10 of 28, um, run second of those. She's been working well, hadn't been out since November. Chris Clement gets her from Jerry Hollendorf, and, and Chris Clement, I uh, think, first time, 22%. Um, when he takes him over, he wins thirty percent with uh, Velasquez, the jockey. Um, I, you know, like you said, the horses stand out, and you know, uh, it, it's start of a. Uh, I think that's start of a pick four, isn't it? Yeah, so you get a fifty cent pick four starting there. So I think you single him. 
you spread out in the uh, the Fort Lauderdale like we talked about. You use those two that we talked about in the uh, the other one, and then you got the allowance race in the middle, and it should make for a if you can get a pretty decent price in the um, Fort Lauderdale. It should make for a uh, a pretty good pick four. Uh, I think I think it should. Well, I know we're uh, we're kind of closing in. I just think if, if there's a horse, if you're going to play an exact in here, uh, the mystery horse in in the Marshalls River is probably the French bred Summer Moon. Chad Brown, we know how well he's been doing lately. Horses never raced in North America, uh, but it certainly looks like it raced against some class horses over in Europe. Could be any kind. You just don't know. Yeah, I agree, and that's that's my second pick also. Uh, Julian Lee Peru's only ridden once for him in the last two years. He, the horse won at 12-1. to 1. Um, He wins it like, and the horse has been working great down in Palmetto. Um, he, he's went like 23% first time in North America with a horse and uh, 31% first time trainer. Um, you know, those the, those two horses, once again, look to me like to be the exacta, but uh, it's first time Lasix, which, you know, the European horses, uh, that's nothing new for them. And, you know, almost all of them, when they come over here, get first time Lasix, so... Well, um, I've never been known uh, as, as a person that's had a great mind, but let's hope in this case great minds think alike. Well, we've been uh, chatting with uh, handicapper extraordinaire John McDoolan. John, thanks a lot. Have a great time out there in Sunland. I'll see you back when you get to this tri-state area. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. I had a good time. All right. Also want to thank Eclipse Award-winning writer Joe Clancy. And I want to thank our producer, Michael, for taking care of me. Looks like I'm going to get out in time. And as I overlook the manicured turf course past the Ohio River to the hills of Kentucky, remember, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.